You're listening to Financial Grown Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown Up. And you know what? Being a grown up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. We got this. Hey, friends. This is probably the second hardest episode that I have ever had to record. Second, because there are parts of this that I'm not that sad about. And by the way, the hardest episode for me to ever record was the very first one because it was really scary. I'd never done this before. But you guys have been wonderful and supportive, and I am eternally grateful. So that's why I have mixed feelings about what I'm talking about in this episode and the tough decisions that I have decided to make. Decisions decided. There you go. All right, I'm going to start by focusing on the positive. As some of you guys know, I recently started another podcast with my friend, Joe Salcihai. You may know him from the Stacking Benjamins podcast. The new podcast that we do together is called Money in the Morning. It's actually an iteration of an earlier podcast that Joe had done, but we're doing it together now. What we do is we take the news headlines that everyone is talking about, and we tell you what matters, and we give you specific tips for how you can apply it to your own life and put them into action. In other words, we're basically bringing the news to you in a way that is relatable and relevant to your life. I really love it. I'm also really excited about my follow-up book to How to Be a Financial Grown-Up, which is going to be a parenting book to help parents basically strike the right balance between financially supporting their almost adult kids and giving them the tools to be independent financial grown-ups. I was recently quoted about it in the Washington Post. Great article, so check that out. We will leave a link to that in the show notes. Plus, I've also had some incredible projects and opportunities come my way. I can't yet share the details, but they're going to be taking up more of my time. And of course, there is my family, which doesn't see a lot of me when I'm doing three episodes of this podcast. And yes, if you do the math, because Money in the Morning runs three episodes a week, I don't host everyone, but Joe and I co-host some together, some solo, but it could be as many as 24 podcast episodes per month. That's a lot. And keep in mind, I left my job as an anchor at Reuters a couple of years ago to, yes, build my own media company, but also to not be so stressed out all the time. So something has to give. And as I see the episode numbers climb, I've made the decision to stop at 200. So this is episode 179. So we have 21 more to go. I promise they will not disappoint. I have incredible guests lined up, and the stories are really good. In the meantime, I hope that you will follow me, if you haven't already, to Money in the Morning. To get you started, I am going to play a sample episode here. I hope you will love it, and I truly believe it will continue our goal to become financial grownups. Here it is. Lots of mic drop moments at the Big Apple unveil this week, including a rewards credit card that has one big original feature that could be a game changer, but what else do you need to know 
as you decide whether to add it to your wallet, virtual or real. Plus, we talk about baseball money moves, opening day happening, a monster Mike Trout contract has people talking, epic strategic lessons for all of us. Those headlines plus the big idea tying them all together and so much more on Money in the Morning. Welcome to Money in the Morning. I'm Bobby Rebel from the Financial Grown-Up Podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. Coming to you from my mom's basement, Detroit, Michigan. I'm Joe Salcihai from Stacky Benjamins. And this is the podcast where we cover two recent headline stories that you just heard, for example, in this case, from the financial press. Not only do we read them like those other podcasts, we get into why they matter to you. And we're going to wrap it all up with a big idea at the end of today's show, you can take with you and make your own. Today's episode is brought to you by Emperor Investments. Automated investing refined. Emperor offers 100% equity portfolios designed to earn dividends while you go and enjoy your life. For six months, 100% free, use our link, emperorinvest.com forward slash MITM. That's for six months, 100% free. We're bringing a free podcast for you today. And I know Bobby is super excited because today is opening day for baseball. Aren't you, Bobby? I'm so excited. I've, I literally have a calendar on my wall, an old fashioned one. And I've been like marking X's yeah. right down to the day. I made sure I was back from vacation. So I would be ready, poised, focused, ready to see all the action. And it's, it's amazing. Awesome. People here on Facebook are seeing it. And Bobby's nose is growing longer and longer and longer. The more she talks about opening. But, but I hear about this Mike Trout contract for $430 million, which is apparently for like two years. Um, and I got very interested in what's going on in baseball there. That's I think we all took the wrong career, Joe. That's a pretty big money day for him. Big day. Not bad. So we're going to give Laura a day off today because today we got very special music to kick us off. Hit it. So exciting. It is. All right. So, Joe, wait. So, wait. Which story are we doing first? Are we doing baseball? Or are we you, doing Apple? You know what's sad? I think we got to lead with Apple. Sadly, because I thought we were leading with Apple. And then you played the fancy music, Joe. I think you just wanted us to hear the music. You, you just couldn't hold back. Let's charge into the Apple podcast. Charge or into the <laughs> Apple piece. All right. So, this is an Apple piece uh, from Quartz. Now, the headline is the most original thing about Apple's credit card isn't its app fees or laser etched titanium. Nice hook there, right, Joe? Um, it is from Quartz. And the author, I am going to be terrible at pronouncing his last name. It's John DeTrixie. Man. D-E-T-R-I-X-H-E. And by the way, you guys should check out Quartz's app. I am a pro picker. That means that I need to select stories on Quartz and comment on them. And I have 70,000 followers. There's my humble brag. Holy there, cow. So please join, join the courts app and uh, follow me. All right, let's get into the story. All right. Apple formally announced the details of its widely expected credit card, which will offer things like cashback rewards, a WYSI app, and a titanium card with no numbers on it. 
While many of the features Apple is touting aren't necessarily new or innovative, it is pitching something that is increasingly rare in the digital world, privacy. The tech giant's card, a partnership with Goldman Sachs and MasterCard, rolls out this summer and will be tied to its Apple Wallet app. Customers will get 2% cash back for using the card with its Apple Pay service. Cash back will be available on the day of purchase. By the way, that is a differentiator, but not the one they're teasing in this article. And 3% when used to purchase Apple products directly with the company. Using the physical card at a place that doesn't take Apple Pay gets only 1% back, Joe. Apple won't charge fees such as late fees or over-the-limit charges and claims its interest rates will be among the lowest in the industry at between 13.24% and 24.24%. Just general ranges there, Joe, based on credit worthiness. By the way, the average U.S. credit card charges 17.67%. The cards app is somewhat humdrum. It's real-time views of transactions, categorization of spending, and customer support by text are pretty much industry standard among fintech companies. Apple says it will offer a range of balanced payment options and display interest costs in real time to help consumers make better financial choices. So there is a personal finance organizational tool in it, which is nice. Some research suggests that people who use fancy financial apps actually make worse decisions, though, with their money. But on the surface, at least, uh, we're going to talk about that part. Apple's real-time data seems like a step in a positive direction for an American public that often struggles with debt. Apple's tethering of the Apple card directly to Apple Pay is meant to increase its mobile wallet adoption, which has been slower than some have expected, said Sarah Ratner, NerdWallet's credit card expert. Indeed, data from Loop Ventures shows that Apple Pay uptake in the U.S. has been tepid, although it has caught on more successfully elsewhere. Okay, here we get to the teaser that was in the headlines, my friends. The card's most original feature is privacy. Apple says it won't know where its, where its customers have shopped, how much they paid, or what they bought. Apple says Goldman Sachs will use customers' personal data to operate the card, but won't share or sell it to third parties for marketing and advertising. Um, and Jennifer Bailey from Apple Pay says features like spend tracking and categorization all happen using on-device intelligence, in other words, localized, not on Apple servers. So that's the thing that they are focusing on. And the article goes on to talk about the fact that Apple CEO Tim Cook has kind of um, skewered, they say, rivals when it comes to data privacy and highlighting their iPhone-centric business model. So they're hoping that that is a big selling point compared to places, you know, we talk a lot about the Facebook privacy issues and things like that. So Apple's really focusing on privacy. Um, but what's interesting, Joe, is that privacy hasn't really been a big selling point to consumers. So what do you think? Is this going to matter? Well, it's funny just looking at the card in general before we get to the privacy piece, talking with. Hey, financial grown up friends. So if you suck with this end, which you did, if you're hearing this, I know you are going to love money in the morning. Thank you so much. And yes, check that calendar. April Fool's. I can't say it will go on forever, but for now, I have zero plans to wrap up this podcast. I hope you're enjoying it and get a lot of value of it. I love bringing it to you. I'm not quitting anytime soon, and I truly appreciate, truly appreciate all of your support. Let's all keep working towards being financial grownups. ups. 
Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.